and welcome to the JNM podcast. My name is Jeanette. And I'm Miro. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything in between or what we feel like. First off, we would like to thank you for listening. If you are coming back, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome and hope you enjoy. Today we are going to be talking about the 2016 comedy series Vice Principal. This show was about two vice principals working together to take down the new principal only to create more problems for themselves and obstacles to face. It is a two-season series created by Danny McBride and Jody Hill. And we got most of our information about the show from watching the show, Wikipedia, IMDb, and Screen Rant. In terms of the cast, we had Danny McBride as Neil Gamby. Uh, you may know him from Tropic Thunder, Eastbound and Down, which is a TV show, and another show called The Righteous Dem- Gemstones, which has been renewed for a second season. Yes. Great. <laughs> we also have Walton Goggins as Lee Russell. Uh, you might know him from Justified, The Unicorn, and Django Unchained. Then you have Kimberly Herbert Gregory as Dr. Belinda Brown. Uh, she was the new principal in season one. Uh, you may know her from Red Hook Summer and Devious Maids, which is a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Dale Dickey as Nash, the new vice principal in season two. Uh, he was in Winter's... Oh, she. Oh, she, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dale is kind of... Yeah. <laughs> you might know her from Winter's Bone. My name is Earl, True Blood, and Unbelievable. Next, we have Georgia King as Amanda Snodgrass. You may know her from Austin Land, uh, a show called The New Normal, and Devs. Uh, she's also the daughter of Jonathan Hyde, who was the hunter from Jumanji, the original movie. Oh, I see. Or as you might know him, he was also in Dunstan Checks In. Yeah. He was the hotel manager. <laughs> I remember it so clearly because I loved Dunstan when I was a kid. But yeah, we also have Eddie Patterson as uh, Jen Abbott. Uh, she's also in The Righteous Gemstones, uh, The Fungies. Uh, and, that's a Cartoon Network show. And, and a random film called Helen Keller versus Night Wolves. Does she play Helen Keller? No, she played like one of the side characters. Oh, I see. But... That was such an interesting title yeah. that I was like, I gotta put this in. <laughs> it's like one of those Abraham Lincoln versus Oh yeah, the vampire hunter. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Sean McKinney as Deshaun. He's the cafeteria worker. Uh, he was in Great News, that's a TV show, and The Neighborhood, which is also a TV show. Next we have Busy Phillips as Gail Liptrap. Uh, she was in Freaks and Geeks, a TV show, uh, Dawson Creek, another TV show, and Cougar Town, which is her recent work. Yeah. I low-key had a crush on her when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. And fun fact, she w- she went to LMU. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and lastly, we have uh, Shay Winham as Pay Lip Trap. He was in Risk Cutter, a love story, uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, and Waco. Um, TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so backstory: the original concept for the show was set to be a feature film, 
McBride said that him and Jody Hill, who is a, a man. Okay. <laughs> I know. For, I think I'm just going to flip it. Like, it's a 50-50 chance now. I know. If I see a male name, I'm just going to like she. I would say, like, for most of the time that I started watching, like, Danny McBride's, like, shows, yeah. like, I always thought that Jody was a woman, and yeah. then I Googled and then found out, <laughs> nope, that is wrong. But uh, he stated that him and Jody felt that they were there was so much about the characters that they wanted to talk about uh, that they had to pitch the film as a two season series. Mm-hmm. So the eighteen part miniseries was written in its entirety before it was cast and shot, and the writing process took about a year. Uh, the series had its two seasons shot back to back. Shooting began in 2015 and wrapped in mid 2016. So, a very long time. So, question: Does that mean they got approved for both seasons at the same time? They were like, okay, shoot two seasons and then we'll release it as two seasons. Yeah, I think like they made an agreement with HBO that they would have it to where it almost acts like a normal season series Mm -hmm. but they know that it's not going to last more than two seasons and i kind of like that because the show does you like they didn't do a first season and then get canceled so people are sad or they didn't like just keep going until the show devolved into something that doesn't make sense oh yeah they shot the series at Stahl High School in North Charleston, South Carolina. The scenes that took place in the school were shot on the R.B. Stahl High School, and they also filmed on campus of West Ashley High School. Uh, so Danny stated that Neil Gamby's uniform of the sweater vest and hair quiff was inspired by football legend Mike Ditka, uh, who was a former football player known for coaching the Chicago Bears. And I put like a little photo to show (laughs) Mira. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, that guy seems familiar. He's been in a bunch of movies and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. He was very like heavily popular in the 80s and 90s. And then like, I think he kind of went out of like, you know, public. Yeah. Unless he like watch ESPN football you know like those commentaries where it's like a bunch of ex-football players just like arguing about the uh, you know the the current football players (laughs) so composer Joseph Stevens stated that he scored the show as a drama he looked towards the 80s music of John Carpenter's movies and Tangerine Dream which was a German electric band to produce a retro score with vintage analog synthesizers. He also used intense military drumming and ominous synths. Yeah, one of the songs that's actually uh, plays in the show, I think it's the second episode where uh, they get laced with acid at a football game. It's actually a, a Persian psychedelic song from the pre-revolution time in iran oh wow yeah so i like heard it and i was like oh that's a persian song and like i google like i googled it and i like it i listened to it just randomly just because it's a it's a cool song yeah oh cool 
he composed most of the music before uh, principal photography even started. Uh, when the show premiered, people criticized that the show was a race and sex issue with a black woman being taken down by two white middle-aged men. However, Kimberly Herbert Gregory claimed that the audience are missing the point. It's about power. Even McBride stated that Gamby and Russell's actions are motivated by fear and intimidation. He also stated that people think power can fix things that are dysfunctional in their own lives, thus inferring that Gamby and Russell think that they are failures. Mm-hmm. And we kind of see for both of these characters, they're in different places in their lives, but both of them just really, really want this high school principal job, like, very, very badly. Yeah, like, when, this is, like, their passion project. Yeah. This, and, like, yeah. like, magnum opus, basically. Yeah, this is their goal in life, is to be a high school principal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the plot uh, for season one. Uh, it starts with vice principals Neil Gamby and Lee Russell, which I've never heard of a high school having two vice principals. Oh, yeah. Um, at my high school, there were two vice principals, like one focused on the seniors and juniors, while yeah. another one focused on the sophomores and freshmen. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the show starts with both of them uh, outside the North Jackson High School. They are standing in front of the flag. They're about to raise it uh, when the current principal, played by Bill Murray, comes up with the flag. Uh, and we get a little bit of dialogue talking about how it's Bill Murray's last day because he's leaving to take care of his uh, terminally ill wife who has skin cancer. And basically, Gamby and Russell try to figure out if he knows who's going to replace him. But Bill Murray's character basically says, I have no idea who's going to replace me. And he's kind of fed up with them, like, trying to figure it out because he's like, it's my wife's dying, I'm leaving, and you guys are over here trying to find out (laughs) who's taking my job. So throughout the day, Gamby walks around thinking he'll become the next principal. Uh, He even receives a a phone call at the end of the day from the superintendent who tells him uh, if they can have a chat first thing in the morning. Uh, The next morning, both Bill and Gamby find out that the superintendent hired Dr. Belinda Brown to be the new principal. Both of them get frustrated and try to walk out uh, with the students after the teachers fail to stand up with them. When Dr. Brown notices Gamby's attitude uh, towards her and, like, the fact that she's the new principal, uh, she tells him that she knows how he feels before stating that he is still vice principal and orders him to come early in the morning for the buses and the student driving program, basically being like, you're going to be my bitch, like, I'm in charge type of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And Russell notices Gamby in front of the school and tells him that they should team up. Gamby and Russell meet up in the woods one day uh, during school, which kind of becomes their, like, meeting spot. It's, like, behind the school in the woods by the train tracks or something. Yeah. Uh, Lee brings Gamby a folder of uh, Dr. Brown, everything that Dr. Brown has accomplished, as well as personal stuff. He also tells Gamby that Brown fired all of her staff whenever she took over his school, um, just... To basically get a fresh start. Gamby meets up with Brown who tells him that her right hand man Saison. Saison? Yeah. Am I am I saying that? Saison? Yeah. Cause it'd be like Saison. It's yeah. like no, it's Saison. Yeah, in in Armenian it's Saison. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that Saison will be observing the staff for the next few days, uh, just to take some notes and, you know, give Melinda Brown a 
breakdown of the staff. While visiting his daughter at the horse stables, uh, the owner of the horse stable tells Gamby that he owes him $800 on uh, back-end payments for keeping the horse. This kind of further, you know, makes Gamby angry. He's been already having a crappy day with Melinda Brown, and then, you know, he can't even provide a horse for his daughter anymore. I mean, yeah. what does a man got to do, you know? <laughs> After stopping by to get biscuits for the staff, Dr. Brown orders Gamby to fire Libby, um, his secretary, who is this, like, older woman, kind of, like, you know, very slow and inefficient with her job, mm-hmm. like, in terms of Belinda's eyes. So, basically, Gamby takes Libby to his office, but then Saison, like, comes in mm-hmm. and watches the entire ordeal. <laughs> so, he basically has to fire this old lady in like a brutal efficient yeah. way so that he doesn't look weak either yeah. yeah so later that day gamby then goes to lee to dr brown's house i'm assuming this is like during lunch break mm-hmm. uh so while there they damage everything in the living room and the dining room before lee burns up the house yeah it's kind of like a well that escalated quickly situation <laughs> yeah. where they're like oh let's go to her house try to dig up some dirt on her see what's up and when they get in, they, like, accidentally break something, and they're like, wait, that felt good. So then they start breaking everything in the house. And then, uh, and then Gamby has, like, for some reason, a war moment where he's, like, living yeah. the war zone that yeah. apparently he went through. Yeah, you, you get this idea that if this show actually took place in the 80s, he would be, like, a surviving Vietnam vet or something yeah. like that. So he goes into, like, I don't know, like... Like PTSD or something? Yeah, like battle rage or something and just destroys everything. Uh, And then Russell is like, well, we can't leave behind evidence of us being here. So he, like, burns down her house. And and then when they leave, Gabby becomes very paranoid. Yeah. And, like, thinks, like, Saison is, like, following him. Yeah. Almost to the point where he thinks that... Saison uh, is following him at the horse event with his daughter. Yeah. But then it turns out to be this, like, guy with dwarfism mm-hmm. <laughs> that he ends up, like, mistakenly identifies him. Yeah. So Gamby then goes to Lee's house where he meets Lee's wife and mother in law. And then it turns out that Lee is a metrosexual. He's not what Gamby and a lot of other people thought that Lee was because they thought that he was gay yeah but it turns out he was just metrosexual so while he talks to Lee Gamby states that he this isn't what he wanted to do for Brown Mm -hmm. but Lee states that it is affecting her for their benefit Mm -hmm. and he also shows Gamby um this spit trick that he does where he spits into drinks of people who (laughs) crosses him oh wow yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the next day, Gamby and Lee go down to Brown's office where they um, find out that Brown isn't going to fire them. Uh, instead, she tells them all the good things that Saison wrote about them. And the next day, Gamby stops by the horse stables to pay off the debt with the brooch that he took from Brown's house. So he like stole that, sold it, and is going to pay off the horse debt yeah. with that. 
during lunchtime again, Gamby hangs out with Deshaun, who advises him to hang out with the teachers instead, which was also kind of weird. <laughs> like, uh, you know, in the movies, sometimes they make fun of kids for, like, hanging out with the cafeteria lady. Yeah. That's Gamby in the show. He hangs out with the cafeteria dude. Yeah, because, like, I think, like, Deshaun was like, hey, you know, it's totally fine to hang out with, like, the teachers. And, like, Gamby's like, no, no, I want to, like, I want to be the principal that actually, like, treats, like, the, you know. The common man. The common man. The the, the servants. (laughs) And then Deshaun is like, dude, like, our job isn't that hard. We just, like, show up. It's like, well, what if someone, like, you know, is absent or misses work? It's like, well, you know, we have people to take yeah. over it's not that hard yeah like making such a big deal on Deshaun's job yeah and you know Gamby tries to hang out with the other teachers but then gets embarrassed and basically blows up when student throws a, like a meatloaf patty at him uh, after he calms down from that Gamby finds out that Amanda is going to a field trip uh, with the other attractive teacher in the school uh, who teaches history Bill Hayden so it's funny, there's two attractive teachers in this school. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's Amanda Sawgrass and Bill Hayden, the history teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, everyone else well, is Well, because, like, like, I didn't, like, think of Amanda as, like, hot. I thought, like, she was, like, pretty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I think she was as pretty as Bill Hayden. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, finding out about um, the field trip, mm-hmm. Gamby then tracks down Bill and threatens to shut down the field trip unless Bill lets him come along. So reluctantly, Bill accepts and, and Gamby jo- joins a trip with a folder of Amanda's information. <laughs> with like a background check yeah. that he ran on her. So uh, during the field trip, Gamby tries to flirt with Amanda only for Jen Abbott, the Spanish teacher, to flirt back at him. When the group heads to the hotel for a break, Gamby tries to invite the teachers to his suite, uh, but no one wants to except for Jen. To which, when Jan like says like, "Oh yeah, I want to join," Gamby's like, "Oh wait, never, never mind, never mind. I yeah. got, I got things to do." Yeah. So he returns to the suite alone uh, to read more about Amanda, but he ends up falling asleep and missing the majority of the dinner. By the time he gets there, everybody is heading back to their rooms after dinner, and Amanda stays behind to tell Gamby that everybody thinks he's ruining the trip. Mm -hmm. So upset about this, uh, Gamby heads back to his room, only to find out that the students took his liquor from the hotel room. Uh, During this confrontation, he finds out that two of the students are actually missing, uh, he then goes to Hayden's room and finds that the teachers are hanging out there without him. The teachers go around looking for the students, only for Gamby and Hayden uh, catching the students having sex. They take the students to Gamby's room where he states uh, that they will keep it under the rug. Everyone leaves except for Jen, who ends up sleeping with Gamby. So it's funny because like, it word got out that the students got alcohol and had sex while on this trip, all of them would get fired. So yeah. that's why they're like, okay, we won't tell anyone about this. <laughs> and I think Bill was like, okay, let's just like keep this under the rug. Yeah. And then Gabby's like, no, I say when yeah. like I solve it. And then there was a pause. He's like, okay, it's been solved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the next day, he goes to the gift shop, uh, gift shop to get something for Janelle, his daughter. 
uh, Amanda stops by and helps him pick something out for her. Uh, he returns to his room and finds that Jen is reading the folder that he had on Amanda. And they make a promise not to tell anyone, which is like implied very obviously that later on, you know, uh, Jim will blackmail him with this information. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Brown visits the remnants of her house and tries to gather anything that is salvageable. Mm -hmm. Um, She asks the arson investigator if he knows um, who did it. Uh, He tells her that he is unsure, but asks her if she has created any grudges with someone in the past, uh, to which she is also unsure. So the next day, Brown finds vandalisms throughout the high school, with some of them aiming at her. So she asks Gandia Lee why the vandals targeted her, which they blamed the rival school. Mm-hmm. So the night before, we see Gamby and Lee meet up with the other vandals from yeah. the school. and But they go <laughs> extreme. It, it, it was interesting because like, the other school came to vandalize the, the, the North Jackson High School school but lee and gamby were also there and they're like well we can join in on this and just put stuff about melinda so there's yeah there's like the other school doing it but all the stuff about melinda was by them yeah yeah so the three of them go to the rival high school to make amends with their principal yeah however the principal tells brown that this is what competition is before entering a pact gym with rallied students yeah <laughs> which their rally is like huge i and know like it's you know confetti and fireworks and all this stuff yeah so when they return gamby criticizes amanda for the small meteor group decorations for their school rally yeah. <laughs> then jen gives gamby a blowjob in like one of the closets as part of the agreement to keep the secret folder quiet yeah during the rally, uh, Brown motivates the students to beat their rivals, um, which this kind of backfires against, like, Lee and Gamby. They're like, oh, my God, like, she's actually, like... Rem- she's being a good yeah. principal, yeah. Because she starts, like, recognizing some of the students, and then yeah. Lee was like, oh, fuck, she remembers the students' names. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, actually gets the kids hyped about the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this causes Lee to try to spike the football team's water with acid during the football game. Gamby tries to stop him, and after a scuffle, the water spills onto both of them, causing them to get high. Yeah. And this is like the psychedelic moment. Yeah. <laughs> then while they're, you know, waiting for the acid to kick in, as it's slowly kicking in, they go underneath the benches uh, and kind of watch uh, their high school win the game and uh, celebrate with uh, Dr. Brown as, like, their principal, you know? They're, like, carrying her, and it's all this big stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the night, uh, Lee is woken up by his wife. She tells him to talk to their neighbor, uh, Jackie, who is exercising in the garage with really loud metal music playing. Uh, Lee tries to uh, talk to Jackie, but it doesn't really go anywhere. He's just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And uh, just so you know, Jackie is this like very like buffed guy. Uh, so Melinda Brown notices that Gamby uh, starts punishing the students more than usual, and she creates a room where 
uh, students can talk things out. They like sit in a circle and start talking about their feelings and their problems and Gamby's totally not down with that so he's already getting a little bit pissed. Um, then Christine, uh, who's Lee's wife, uh, talks to him uh, about Jackie again but he decides to call the police about a noise complaint. The next day, uh, Jackie, the neighbor, sees Christine and her mom at the grocery store and threatens them that if Lee calls the police again, uh, that he will basically like harm them or do something to them. Mm -hmm. uh, during their meetup in the woods, Gampy and Lee have a fallout, causing Lee to break off their bond and hanging out with seashells, who is this theater teacher. Yeah. Uh, with an infinity scarf. <laughs> Who, which, by the way, one of my friends, when we were watching this show with him, uh, he bought me an infinity scarf oh, God. because of this. <laughs> Gamby becomes upset and talks to the group of teenagers in the safe room. And this is kind of like a funny moment because like you could feel like the 80s music coming on. Yeah. While like he's like talking to them about Lee, but like in... Kind with like different words. Yeah, like, he's he doesn't say it's Lee. He's like, oh, I'm having like a problem. Yeah, with my business partner. Yeah. Uh, so they advise him to tell Lee on how he feels to figure out what went wrong, and like I think like one of the students told him that, and then Gamby is like, oh, you should be a writer someday. <laughs> yeah, that was really. Uh, what did he say? That was really insightful. You should be a writer. Someday. Yeah. When it really wasn't. Yeah. So Gamby then goes to Lee's house only to find Lee being beaten up by Jackie after he's destroyed uh, Jackie's stereo. Yeah. Gamby um, uses the brass knuckles and punches Jackie, basically knocking him out. But Lee basically makes Gamby think that, oh, like this is this was me that well this is how it goes on like lee is confront lee has had enough like both gamby and lee are angry and the neighbor jackie starts playing music again so lee goes down there and like breaks the stereo and then starts getting beat up by jackie and that's when uh gamby arrives puts on his brass knuckles and just starts beating jackie up and then they kind of decide of like okay like you did this, not me, so that Lee can look, you know, like really tough and stuff, or, or like in front of his wife and mother in law who don't really respect him. Yeah. So that's how they kind of get back together. Yeah. You know, they, they that experience kind of brings them back together. Yeah. yeah. So when a new semester starts, Billy tells Amanda that they should stop seeing each other because Amanda doesn't have seven period free. And it would be harder for them to get together. <laughs> that's such a bad excuse, too. It's I like, know. oh, our period. That's like the stuff like that people break up over in like college and high school of like, oh, like, oh, we don't have these periods together anymore. I guess we need to break up. Yeah, and then it's like this whole idea that he's like, well, like, I don't want to wait like too long to like have sex with you, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Basically, Amanda tries um, to get back seventh period again once she finds Billy with the TA, who is a younger and hotter woman. <laughs> uh, so Amanda goes to Gamby to see if she could change her schedule. He says he can't, but can only apply it for next semester. Mm -hmm. 
But then she's like, oh, well, I kind of need it for this, but he really can't do anything. Which, I honestly, I kind of, it's a random thing, but I really like that because at least the show, there's still some reality in the show where, sorry, like, I can't just change the schedule mid-semester type yeah. thing. So I kind of like that. So meanwhile, uh, Gamby and Lee notify Brown that there was an order of textbooks missing and that an English teacher named Miss LeBlanc, LeBlanc LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, signed for it. Uh, so Miss LeBlanc states that she did sign for the order but didn't misplace them. Uh, later that night, we see Gamby dropping off the books at Lee's residence. And when Gamby visits Janelle at the motocross, uh, Ray, uh, who is uh, Janelle's like stepfather, yeah. impresses Janelle with a wheelie trick. Mm-hmm. So, jealous, uh, Gamby goes to Amanda and asks her to teach him how to do a wheelie in exchange for the schedule change. Yeah, because Amanda grew up with a bunch of brothers and she knows how to motocross. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gamby just tries a couple of times but fails and, you know, starts believing that it's hopeless. So he kind of is like, okay, I'm done with this. Uh, later, uh, Brown uh, meets up with Mrs. LeBlanc at the staff room and tries to apologize to her. However, LeBlanc believes uh, that Melinda Brown is looking to scapegoat her for uh, a mistake that she made herself. Amanda sees Billy getting into a car with the TA uh, during seventh period, causing her to go back to Gamby and like trying really hard to teach him that trick again. Mm-hmm. So at first, Gamby states that he can't, but after Amanda advises him to go on to like go on the throttle, mm-hmm. uh, he tries and performs the wheelie. So afterwards, uh, Gamby hands Amanda her new schedule, and later that night, Gamby and Lee bring the books back to the warehouse, but place it in a different area. Mm-hmm. And then while they're doing this, Lee asks about Amanda, mm-hmm. um, basically be like, oh, like, how's your new girlfriend? Yeah. And then Gamby's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> And they're, like, on these, like, uh, forklifts, so he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, they're, like, trying to not hit each other with the forklifts (laughs) and stuff, yeah. So, the next day, Brown and Lee uh, go to the superintendent with Miss LeBlanc to talk about the books. However, Gamby goes to the warehouse to, quote-unquote, double-check to see if he can find the textbooks. uh, And is like, oh, they're right here, they're in a different spot. So uh, Brown finds out about the books and after making a speech about Mrs. LeBlanc and basically looks like a fool in front of the superintendent because she's like accusing uh, the English teacher of having misplaced the books or having stolen them, uh, like heavily implying that she stole them. You know, they just find them in a different spot. So it was almost like, oh, you didn't look hard enough. So you came to me with this. Yeah. Amanda stops by Billy's classroom to tell him that what she thinks is good news about her schedule lining up with him again, but he tells her that he's busy and, you know, kind of blows her off. Uh, When she insists, he asks if the TA can come along, uh, which kind of, you know, sets Amanda off, who goes off with Gamby to the motocross thing for Janelle. However, uh, Gamby fails to perform the wheelie at the motocross thing, breaking the concession stand by running the motorbike into it. Mm-hmm. 
Gamby and Amanda leave uh, with Amanda holding Gamby's hand. Which is sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with Brown upset about the incident, Lee goes to make her a cup of coffee. And this is where he tries to spit um, into Brown's coffee as she is walking in on him. Yeah. And then he tries to pretend nothing happened and that, oh, it was just a mistake. He, you know, had like a cold or something, but it was too late. She yeah. already left and, yeah. Which, by the way, if you're going to spit in someone's coffee, turn away from the door. I know. Jeez. Why are you doing that? <laughs> But, but on teacher's work day, which I don't know, I never heard about this, but... Honestly, in four years of high school, we only had it once, where it was on a, like, a random day, where uh, they were basically, like, I think it was, like, on a Friday, they were like, oh, like, you students don't come in, it's only gonna be teachers, and they're all gonna, like, meet up in the cafeteria and just work on something. Mm. But I didn't remember, I don't know what it was for, like... Yeah, I mean, the most, like, the closest to it was, like, the parent-teacher conference, but yeah. that was, like... That was, like, usually after school, like, yeah. two hours after school or something, where parents would come in and the teacher would give a speech about, you know, their period or something. Yeah, because, like, I think it's, like, for three hours, like, parents could come in, mm -hmm. pick up their kid's schedule, and then just go to the the teachers yeah, yeah. that are kind of like all lined up in like different sections yeah. and then which was so stressful for me because we'd like just moved here and i was already like the awkward new kid yeah and then my mom insisted on going and whenever she went she didn't speak any english so it was like why are you here oh you know? so she would like look to you to translate yeah and i'm like why are you putting me in this situation this is fucking awkward and weird for me but she didn't care she was like oh i want to see what you do in class like bitch what do you care wait did like some of the teachers like at least like knew farsi no oh no of course not so it was really awkward for everyone involved except my mom she was like oh ask her how you're doing in the class like <laughs> Im like what the fuck <laughs> anyway Coming off of this tangent. So, Gamby uh, gives Janelle a box of things after she tells him to never come to her motocross event. But he thinks of it as like, oh, like, she wants, she never wants me to be in her life ever again. Yeah, he, he's really dramatic about it. <laughs> and like, he, whenever he talks to people, he's like, I've also lost a daughter. So, Brown sets up teamwork exercises in order to mend relationships. Mm -hmm. Lee tries to make up for the coffee mishap um, by giving her a coffee from Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Like, he never touched it. You know, someone else made it. But uh, she gets coffee from, you know, the new assistant. I forgot her name. Mrs. Oh, wow, I forgot. She's such like a... Yeah, she timid. has like a squeaky voice, like she talks like this, and then Gabby makes fun of her. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but she she uh, gets coffee from her, and it's like, oh, I'm already covered, and instead sends him to her office to watch her sons Luke and Mario uh, for the entire day, which is like a punishment. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Gamby and Swift. Oh, so it was Swift. Oh, Miss Swift. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Gamby and Swift goes around uh, the building to mark down any water damages or roof problems. While doing that, uh, Amanda stops by to check on how Gamby feels. Gamby then makes Amanda breakfast and it's kind of very like a, you know, intimate moment. Mm -hmm. After Amanda leaves, Gamby spots an unknown man, only to find out it's Brown's ex-husband, Tatius. Yeah. Yeah. So Tatius came into the high school to see his sons, but Brown refuses and orders Gampy to take him outside. Uh, Luke and Mario end up getting hold of the intercom, causing Brown to come back to the office and yell at them for calling their dad. Yeah. Uh, so during the team exercise, Gampy tries to buddy up with Amanda, but ends up with uh, Jen while Amanda gets stuck with Bill. Which Amanda at this point doesn't want to be with Bill anymore. She's kind of trying to be with Gamby, but Gamby's like, you know, he's so cold that it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. So both Bill and Jen uh, question Amanda and Gamby if they're together now, and uh, they both refuse to answer the question. So during lunchtime, Gamby pulls Ali out of the room to check in on him. Uh, he also keeps checking his phone to see if Janelle has called him. Mm-hmm. Lee tells Gamby uh, to stand up for himself and to fight back uh, with words uh, whenever someone tries to bully him, like Bill or Jen or anyone like that. Uh, Gamby goes back to the lunch uh, room uh, to hang out with Amanda, and when uh, Jen and Bill make fun of Amanda's writing, uh, but because she's writing a ya book yeah about like magic and all this stuff uh gamby actually stands up for her uh he then ca- uh, gets a call from janelle uh but it was just a butt dial mm-hmm. uh lee shares porn to luke and uh mark oops. oh yeah i guess yeah. it was marcus yeah so it, was, it that scene was kind of weird because he's like oh i'm i'm cool yeah you guys have never seen porn before here's here's some yeah, porn. in order to know more, like, a secret about yeah. Brown. We, I got really, like, weird pedophilia vibes from it because it was like, oh, like, let's keep this a secret, you know? Like, yeah. this, this is just a secret between the two of us. Like, Yeah, ew. that's why, like, the boys were like, oh, like, yeah, like, you know, our mom needs to beat us. Abusing and it, then yeah. we was like, oh, really? Like, what? And then the kids was like, no, you fool. Like, yeah. <laughs> But then they, like, kind of tricked him into um, asking him for a snack. And then when he comes back, they, he finds both the boys are gone. Yeah. So Tatius, uh comes back to the school and looks continues looking for his sons. Uh, Gamby and Amanda chase him through the halls. However, Tatius makes it to the intercom for the theater that yeah, they have which is where everyone is now like they're in the theater area um melinda brown's giving a speech to all the teachers and and the back up top is like the av room i guess yeah yeah so after he pleads brown says that he can visit the kids uh and then they kind of make up so Lee chases the boys down, who are in the baseball fields, getting high. They have to run back to the office before Tatius and Belinda come back, uh, and then they make it back in time, and the two rekindle with their father. 
Amanda gives Gamby her YA book before they kiss on the rooftop. However, Gamby receives a, a call that Janelle is in the hospital after a motocross accident. So I'm assuming a couple days later, Amanda and Gamby have sex in the school bus. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're coming back and walking back to their offices, uh, Swift tells Gamby about a group of students drunk. Uh, in like the music room so the group goes uh to the room and after like they gather all the students and brown talks about her addiction with gin (laughs) and she has she reveals like a tattoo of like a bottle of gin Gin, and it's like yeah it's behind me yeah (laughs) because that put it behind me yeah yeah uh, so later, uh, Brown offers Gampy to be her second-in-command of- officer, which is Chief Accountability Officer. Which sounds like a made-up title. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically like, yeah, you're still my vice principal. Yeah, but... it's like uh, assistant to the regional manager. Yeah. Yeah. Or like production coordinator, but you're doing PA jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, dude, <laughs> just say PA. <laughs> Brown states that he has shown improvement and thinks that uh, Lee should be fired. Uh, during the visit uh, in the woods, Lee introduces Gampy with a spy pin that is equipped with a hidden camera. <laughs> but Gampy tells Lee that he is busy with his dates with Amanda and Janelle. So Gampy has an argument with Ray and Gail over whether Janelle shouldn't should go back to motocross or not mm-hmm. pressure janelle decides to quit motocross and go back to Horses. horseback yeah because yeah. she's like scared at this point like she had an accident on a motorbike so now she's scared mm-hmm. um and she's like i want to go with daddy and, and be with the horsies <laughs> so uh the next day uh the boys tell brown brown's like sons tell her that they want to go back to Philly to live with Tatius. Uh, despite being upset, Brown tells them to go ahead and go. During lunch, Jen tells Gamby that Bill and Amanda had a fling, to which upsets Gamby, and then he confronts Amanda, to which she advises that they should distance themselves until both are reasonably sane, um, yeah. yeah, calm enough to have a conversation. So Gamby then goes to Lee and tells him about Brown's plan to fire Lee. Mm-hmm. And then Gamby then takes Brown back to a bar to get her to drink gin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is where she kind of like brings up like her the fact that her sons are going back to Philly with their dad. And she's upset. And then takes the drink from Gamby but then Gamby hearing the story is like oh you don't you don't need to do that that's actually you know that's Jen like don't don't do it yeah but then she like ignores him and in fact like was like oh wow Jen like that's really cool and then like drinks it and then goes on like a drinking binge as Gamby records her with a spy pen yeah so Brown and Gamby get kicked out of the bar when Brown calls 
a guy, a gay slur. Mm-hmm. Lee, who is like Kane outside, uh, takes over and insists Brown to do more damage uh, to her reputation. Yeah, he's like egging her on, like, oh, like, oh, what are you gonna do to that car? And yeah. she like takes her shit on the car. No, she pees. <laughs> pees. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she like goes crazy, and the police comes and basically arrests her. Oh no, they didn't. Uh, she just peed on the police car. Oh, and then Gamby and Lee, because she fell. Yeah. <laughs> after peeing. Yeah. They take her back to her hotel room, uh, and then barricades her in the bathroom. Oh. Because <laughs> she all of a sudden started attacking them. Yeah. And then they take her to the bathroom, and then kind of like, had it to where she will, be logged in there in for yeah. a while. So, uh, as Gamby and Lee uh, leave her in the hotel room, Gamby tells Lee that he doesn't feel right about doing any of this. Uh, Gamby takes his daughter back to the horse stable. She says she's okay with, um, she's okay, but, you know, with the horses, but misses being on the bike. Uh, Gamby and Lee take Brown to the train tracks where they basically blackmail her to leave with the footage they have of her. And if she refuses, they threaten to post the video uh, on the internet and basically share it out to everyone. Mm-hmm. So the three of them have a little scuffle, uh, but Brown eventually like gives up and decides to leave. Gamby watches his daughter practice riding on the horse. Uh, Ray, the stepdad, stops by to tell him that she does uh, miss motocross and that he's only doing this because Gamby thinks that he's going to leave, uh, lose his daughter to Ray. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next day, Gamby and Lee announce to the staff that Dr. Brown has left. Uh, Billy tries to question if there's a connection to her house burning, but Gamby immediately shuts that down. He's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. (laughs) And then there's like a moment where Jen uh, complains that Amanda is talking too loud, to which Amanda's like, what the hell? Yeah. And then this causes Gamby to order Amanda to stop. And then when Amanda confronts Gamby, he tells her that he is trying to give her so- give herself space. Yeah, like, because she was like, oh, let's take some space. So he's like, well, I'm giving you space. Telling you to shut the fuck up. Uh, so then she brings up about his demeanor towards the fact that Amanda dated Bill, to which he tells her people states that they're not meant to be together, like him and Amanda. Hmm. Um, Gamby and Lee go to the superintendent to talk about who's going to take over as principal. Lee bids uh, Gamby good luck before racing towards the building. (laughs) (laughs) And while at the office, the superintendent decides to have both of them be interim (laughs) co-principals. To which they're so excited and ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, Gamby has a surprise party at his house unannounced. To which he kind of throws his briefcase yeah. at the corner of his condo. But it hits someone, right? No, it hits like his lamp. Oh. But Ray is like right next to it, yeah, yeah. so he like dodges. <laughs> Ray gives him a handcraft knife. Yeah. In turn, Gamby gives his daughter a new bike. Basically yeah. assuming that he sold the her replacement horse yeah. with the bike. Yeah, yeah. So the next day, Amanda and Gamby get back together after Gamby apologizes for his demeanor. And this is when Swift comes in to tell him that Gamby and Lee's cars are on fire. Gamby makes Swift 
uh, called the police before he is shot by an unknown person with a gun. Wearing a weird mask. Yes. It's like a Native American mask. So that's kind of the end of season one. Yes. It ends with him being shot and we don't know what happens. Yeah. So then uh, season two starts and it starts with Gamby having a dream uh, looking for his shooter while people run away. He enters a classroom with uh, all of the students wearing the mask. Uh, He leaves the room to see a real tiger roaming the halls. And he wakes up with his daughter saying that he's screaming in his sleep. Uh, Despite being healthy, Gamby continues to use a wheelchair to get around. He also tries to investigate who shot him uh, on a bulletin board and a model of the parking lot. And that he believes that... uh, this person was dr brown and he makes this like crazy contraption uh which is like a hidden gun in his sleeve that when he shoots his hand forward the gun comes out and like gets clogged if you have seen uh it's yeah it's like a quick draw sleeve gun it's been seen in like sherlock holmes and in the godfather part two i think um where michael like has to use a gun mm-hmm. um but yeah so yeah and he keeps practicing this line of <laughs> oh yeah. do you feel bad about shooting no, wait. he's like as you can see i have nothing in my hands. Uh, hands as he's like waving his hands around and he's like do you feel bad about shooting me well so am i <laughs> and like he draws that the gun yeah yeah. And then also there's like a funny scene where he's getting breakfast and then he's like using the handicap um like what's it called the, uh, the like elevator, the escalator for wheelchairs yeah. in in homes, yeah. When he doesn't even need to use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Lee stops by Gail and Ray's house to give Gamby his medications before telling Gamby that he can walk. He's like you can walk, you can just walk. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ray gives Gamby a cane with like a built-in sword. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when Gamby returns to the school, he finds out that Lee is a new principal with like a new mascot, color scheme, and a security guard named Willows. And in terms of like the mascot, it's like a tiger, and yeah. the color scheme is like orange and blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I found out that it's not that easy to change. Uh, the mascot and colors and name of a high school oh it's super expensive yeah it's not just expensive it takes a long time like you have to actually have the city vote on it the city oh, that the wow. high school is in they have to vote on it because uh when we lived in burbank um uh, the city wanted to change the mascot of john burroughs uh and this was like in 2016 maybe or 20 2014 maybe and just now they have like started voting on it so what what was wrong about the mascot it was an indian oh yeah okay so they just want to change it and i think they want to change the name of the team too because i think it is the indians or something like that oh uh so they want to change that too so yeah did they say anything like what the options were yeah but i don't remember Ah, i'm not into it That was in a different high school. Ours was a bulldog, so... Yeah, I mean, ours were, like, the wolves. Yeah. And it was Martin Luther King Jr., so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you're already already fine. So, Gamby also finds out that he is vice 
principal with Nash, who is this female mini-me of him. Yeah. And Amanda tries to confront Gamby on why he didn't return her phone calls, to which he stated that he didn't feel like it. Just then, uh, Jen shows up with a new haircut. Which looks very similar to Amanda's haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super, the superintendent stops by Lee's office to criticize about the budget for his redecoration. Because um, I think, like, in his office, it's, like, very, like... There's, like, marble. Yeah. The desk is huge and all of this. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. leather chair and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Gamby questions Deshaun, who was the first person to find Gamby, uh, about Dr. Brown's whereabouts. Deshaun doesn't know where she is, but say Swift may know, to which Gamby confronts Swift. Mm-hmm. And Swift tells her that, yeah, she has the location of the school that she's working at. Yeah. And he then spies on Dr. Brown, who is now with her family, uh, I'm assuming at in philly he then asked brown <laughs> who's at a chinese restaurant to meet him in like the, the restroom bathroom, yeah. and while there he does the as you can see i have no weapons yeah <laughs> and then when he tries to pull out his gun it falls out and lands <laughs> between brown's feet yeah she also tells him that uh him and lee are behind her and even has a tattoo <laughs> of them <laughs> oh this lady she also tells him that she didn't shoot him, but tells him that he should focus on Lee since he got the you know principal job. Mm-hmm. Gamby and Lee uh, talk in the woods where Gamby argues that Lee shot him, mm-hmm. but Lee states he didn't even help him recover, and even Lee uh, also tells Gamby that he doesn't think he is a he should be principal because he doesn't think he's that good mm-hmm. and only brought gamby back to help him out and help him solve his case yeah yeah to basically give gamby a job pretty much yeah. yeah uh so then uh lee is like here i've been also like thinking about this here's a binder of possible suspects yeah. that may have shot you gamby tries to have officer willows to go into one of the students lockers thinking that he is a shooter mm. however when he finds nothing willows tells him that he can't help him out on any leads and that gamby should stop asking him yeah. to search for <laughs> anything so gamby then goes to the medium uh, media room with Lee and Nash to listen in on the staff room. Um, however, he, uh, Gamby finds out that Amanda is dating a guy named Brian, and Lee finds out the teachers make fun of him. <laughs> Gamby goes and buys a house in a secluded area, which is like. <laughs> yeah, it's like nowhere in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. He then takes Deshaun to Gala and Ray's house for dinner, and he, he this is where he, like, shows um, the binder of possible suspects. Yeah. However, Deshaun complains that most of the people in the binder are black, <laughs> <laughs> to which Gamby's like, no, 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 it's, you know, like, when you said that he had black hair, like... You yeah, know, this is all the people who have black hair, and Deshaun is like, "Yeah, when I meant black hair, I meant black hair, not afro." <laughs> yeah, not black hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after looking through, Deshaun points out this like heavy metal 
um, student named Robin who has like very long black hair in the picture. Yeah. Um, and he was a former student who got expelled for selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the who next can be expelled. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the next day, Lee confronts Miss LeBlanc and tells her to always be careful saying things. And Amanda stops by the staff room where Gamby reads Robin's profile. Uh, she tries to help, but he refuses. And then Gamby then leaves the campus, but has to take Nash to show her the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> and then they end, just end up spying on Robin, who's at a, a like cutting like a butcher yeah a butcher company factory, yeah uh they continue to follow him until robin confronts them stating that he was framed when he got expelled and had nothing to do with gamby's shooting christine lee's uh wife notices lee being upset and tells him that he should be nice to the teachers uh the next day lee brings in a sushi um like a what do you call yeah it? yeah a sushi like table mm-hmm. uh with like a, a sushi maker yeah like, chef to the teachers but they refuse stating that they already have lunch or that they don't feel like having sushi yeah miss leblanc tells lee that he is only principal because he was the last man standing and then this is when Lee throws kind of like a tantrum and then throws sushi on the table and then tells him to shove it. Yeah. Uh, after this, Gamby goes to Willows and tells him that Robin is the suspect. Uh, Willows tells him that he needs to have a search warrant and will break a bunch of laws uh, if Gamby breaks in without permission. Gamby brings Lee to Robin's house to distract Robin while Gamby looks through Robin's stuff. And, you know, the house is kind of in a really bad state, you know. It's, it's just... a it's a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamby fails to find anything because he gets startled by Robin's grandpa, who's kind of sickly and basically dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this causes Gamby to confess to Lee that he planted the weed in Robin's locker because he wanted to show proof he was selling drugs. Yeah. This causes Lee to plan to pay back the Gamby wig? Yeah. So uh, Lee gathers the teachers that hate him in the woods and fires all of them. Yeah. And then Lee also brings Bill to the woods so that Gamby could fire him. Yeah. That was kind of like, he was like, oh, I'm going to teach them a lesson the Gamby way. Yeah, yeah. And that was to fire them. Mm-hmm. So uh, Gamby goes to Robin at the meatpacking factory and apologizes to him and uh, gives him a readmission paper to come back to the school uh, in exchange to basically behave and not to do or sell drugs. After, you know, he gets soft after seeing he's taking care of his dying grandpa and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Gamby gives Deshaun a gift, he spots Amanda getting into a car with Brian, uh, her new boyfriend. Gamby watches Amanda arrive in the Porsche and takes a couple of pictures of the license plate so that he can track the guy down later. And uh, Robin arrives and Gamby criticizes his outfit, but gives him a meal pass. Uh, Lee gives a tour of the high school to the new teachers. One of them spots a paper uh, depicting a caricature of Lee with a small TT bird, <laughs> is what they call it. Uh, Lee shows the picture to Gamby and Nash before ordering Gamby to uh, substitute Bill's history class. He tells Gamby that he can be uh, his spy for the teachers. 
so Lee tries to confront the art teacher, Mrs. Dietz, um, thinking that she was the one that drew the picture. Yeah. Uh, she tells him that uh, she didn't because she's a pottery teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Gamby tries to talk to the teachers, um, and basically talk, like, try to be with them by talking shit about Lee. Like, try to find out who drew the caricature, which might, one of my favorite lines that always, like, gets stuck in my head is, uh, when he's like, wow, that cartoon was really funny, would really like to shake the hand of the man who drew that, and, like, he just looks around and no, everyone's like, we're not gonna tell you who it was. Yeah. Amanda tells him that Lee should have hired a sub that qualifies to teach, given the fact that Gamby doesn't know how to teach mm. history, yeah, particularly AP history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jen then blurts out that Amanda's boyfriend has connections to Penguin Press, to which Amanda hopes to get her book published. And later that day, Gamby hunts Hayden down... <laughs> to get some tips on how to teach history uh he also asked him about brian to which bill tells gampy that he is a writing teacher that amanda you know had during like one of those like college courses Mm -hmm. uh gampy starts to believe that brian was the main suspect and while gampy grades drawings mr milner the science teacher uh, talks about how he knows artwork and points out the new drawing of Lee. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Gamby questions Brian at his workplace. Brian tells Gamby that he doesn't have a gun, particularly a, a 9 millimeter. Amanda uh, receives a letter uh, that her book is going to be published before Brian tells uh, her that Gamby threatened him at his workplace. <laughs> To which she confronts Gamby, but Gamby argues that Brian is only using Amanda for sex and isn't focusing on publishing her book. She then agrees that they wouldn't work out as a couple, like her and Gamby. Which breaks Gamby's heart. Yeah. Uh, Lee finds Mr. Milner in the bathroom and beats him up in the dark. (laughs) Which is really fucked up. Yeah, because the guy is handicapped. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. He turns off the lights in the bathroom, which is already really scary. And just goes in and just beats him up. Yeah. Uh, So Mr. Seashells uh, tries to hide from Gampy to avoid attending a team-building workout with the Sweat Dogs. Um, Seashells ends up going to the event, but he struggles to pull a log with a rope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lee gets a phone call from Christine, who tells him that his father passed away. Lee tells Gamby that his father was an asshole who looked down on him, but states that he's going to go to the funeral anyways. Mm -hmm. But he orders uh, Gamby to be principal for the one day that Lee is going to be gone to go to the funeral. Mm Mm-hmm. So at uh, his mom's place, Lee finds out that everyone has a spot in the funeral ceremony and has dibs on all of his father's position except for him. Yeah. And we, like, see also his sisters. He finds out that his sisters are sending their mom to a nursing home. Uh, When Lee tells his mom about his sister's plan, the mom says that it was her idea and that it's only because his father loved them more than Lee. Yeah, that um, she she knows that Lee is only upset because um, 
his father love the daughters more, more than, than him. him. Yeah. yeah. She also brings up that while his sisters are mean, uh, Lee is a compulsive liar. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we kind of get an insight into his life of like his sisters are bullies and keep bullying him. Uh, and his parents even preferred the sisters to him. But mm-hmm. like both of them did. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Amanda and Mrs. Deeds talk to Gamby about the sweat dogs and how they refuse to let them have their lunch break. Uh, Gamby tries to stand up for them but fails. And the superintendent also stops by and complains about the sweat dogs not being approved by the budget. Gamby notifies Lee about the situation, uh, but Lee tells tells uh, Gamby that the group is doing this for free, which yeah. is a complete lie. Mm-hmm. During the funeral, Lee jumps in and makes a speech. At first, he was going to talk crap about his sisters and his father, but changes his mind. Mm-hmm. He talks about how he has become successful as a principal and believes that his father would be proud of him. Mm-hmm. When seashells demands uh, water uh, during an exercise, the sweat dogs argued that he is weak and tells him to quit his job. Gamby basically stands up for seashells, uh, causing the other teachers to stand up with him. Yeah. And then the sweat dogs just end up leaving, knowing that they yeah, are they, already I paid. think they even say whatever, we already got paid or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, the team working, team building exercise work. They're... You know, they're acting as a team. So, Lee bids goodbye to his mothers and uh, to his mom and sisters, uh, with his mom begging him to not tell any more lies. He states that he won't, but broke all the model airplanes and collections that his dad had. Yeah. Uh, that he left to his sister. Well, Lee wanted them, but he finds out that his dad left all of it to his sisters, so he breaks all of them. Mm-hmm. So while Lee and Christine have dinner at a restaurant, Kevin Yoon, Mm -hmm. Christine's ex-boyfriend, shows up to catch up with Christine. Mm -hmm. He states that after receiving therapy from the rumors that happened during college, he has recovered and is ready to catch up. Mm -hmm. But Lee is like, oh, no, like, you know, we're kind of busy. Okay, bye, type of thing. And on their way back home... Christine asks Lee if he was the one that created the rumors about Kevin being gay. Mm-hmm. Lee tells her that he didn't and tries to move on from the conversation. Yeah. Which it's implied that she would be dating him. She would be dating Kevin Yoon if she knew that he was straight. Yeah. Yeah. While Gamby and Nash are at the parking lot trying to figure out, you know where the bullets <laughs> yeah he's like trying to reenact the shooting yeah. yeah uh jen stops by and invites herself to be gamby's date for lee's birthday party to mm-hmm. which he refuses mm-hmm. uh as they prepare for the party lee catches christine looking at kevin's facebook profile and makes her take a relaxer mm-hmm. uh, during the party the superintendent questions about the upscale party and the house which is like renovated and mm-hmm. everything With the nice car in the front and all that yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee tells him that both him and Christine chipped in but the superintendent argues that Lee's paychecks won't be enough to cover half the costs. <laughs> yeah Kevin then shows up 
Kazi and Lee to force Christine to go to bed and orders Nash to kick Kevin out of the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the party, Amanda has brought Brian, who tells everyone that Amanda's book will be published via a digital release, uh, making Gamby argue that that doesn't make it a real book. Uh, he then talks to Brian, who tells Gamby that he missed an opportunity with Amanda. Uh, Gamby's plus one Robin goes around and basically gets high on drugs. Uh, he ends up uh, in Christine and Lee's bedroom, spotting Christine crying, uh, looking, I think, like, uh, at a yearbook photo, maybe? No, it was at uh, the portrait of Lee and Christine at their wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah. It's like a wedding photo. Yeah. Uh, Jen goes up to Gamby and invites him to basically go with her. He decides to dance with her and upstages Amanda and Brian. Uh, Lee stops Gamby and orders him to take uh, or orders him to make a speech about Lee and basically praise him and talk good things about him. Uh, he ends up making a really awkward speech. Uh, Brian ends up uh, fainting during it. Uh, Lee tries to find Christine only to find the bedroom vandalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee confronts Robin, but Christine argues that it was her. Uh, Christine then tells everyone that Lee made up a rumor that. Uh, Kevin had sex with 15 pledges. <laughs> she then destroys Lee's uh, cake and his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the guests leave and Gamby drops off Robin back at his trailer. Uh, he also apologizes to Lee, accusing him of uh, shitting on his portrait, which we find out it was Christine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then gives him a $500 check. When Robin leaves, Jen admits that she roofied Brian's drink. <laughs> Gamby then uh, takes her back to his place. Yeah. Uh, so Nash arrives at Gamby's house to talk to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, uh, Jen breaks the window of, like, I'm assuming the shed that she was at or yeah. something. And argues to Gamby on why he locked her inside. Mm-hmm. Because he was trying to hide Jen uh, from Nash. Yeah. Yeah. When Jen leaves, uh, Nash argues that the shooter could have been someone Gamby was romantically involved with. But Gamby, you know, kind of like sides with it. It's like, no, I think you're wrong. Uh, Christine tells Lee over breakfast that she is tired of dealing with his lies and wants him to come out clean. Um... Lee promises to make a homemade dinner for the three of them that night. Mm -hmm. Lee then goes to school and talks to the teachers about the HSAP, which is like a state test where it will determine what budget the school would receive for next year. Yeah. Uh, Lee tries to make the teachers hype, be hype up for it, but they refuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Gamby begins to become friends with the teachers, and when Gamby leaves the lunch table to talk to Deshaun, Jen tells uh, them that Gamby loves her. Yeah, so she's like at the table telling everyone that he's he loves her when yeah, he doesn't. Because I think she was talking about like, oh my god, like he's so funny, and then Mrs. Geese is like, oh, I think like he has a crush on you, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh yeah, like he does something <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, so Deshaun tells Gamby that if he's cool, he should start looking cool. Uh, Gamby later goes to the nearby mall with Jen to buy a couple of outfits, and uh, 
Jen keeps trying to make Gamby kiss her and hold her hand, but he doesn't. Yeah. And he, she also keeps buying him all these, like, weird outfits. Yeah, very, like, something that he wouldn't... Wear, yeah, at all. Um, so the next... Uh, sorry, um, during dinner um, with Lee, Christine and her mom are impressed with the dinner that he's cooked. However, Christine ends up finding the two-go boxes and the trash can in the kitchen... Even when Lee explains that he burnt the chicken, he fails to show proof or explain what the ingredients were going to be in the dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Gamby gives the rules of the statewide test to the teachers before basically letting them go to do the tests. Gamby gets hyped up for the payday drinks later that night, but Lee becomes upset because no one wants to be friends with him. While Gamby is talking to the other teachers, he finds out that they're planning to ruin the test scores in order to get Lee fired. Amanda comments on how Gamby is acting different and states that he acted cooler when, you know, he was normal and basically not with, uh, not with Jen. Mm-hmm. Jen then accidentally knocks over a drink, causing Amanda to leave. He, she basically, like, knocks a drink onto Amanda. Mm-hmm. Gamby and Jen take Lee to his house where they found out that Christine and her mom have left uh, and basically took everything with them. Finding the situation awkward, uh, Jen orders Gamby to leave with her. And when uh, Gamby drives her home, Jen tells him that Gamby won't leave her because uh, she will kill herself if she does. <laughs> Yeah. So after the testing is over, Gamby and Gamby, Nash and Amanda uh, get with Lee and go over the test to try to change the answers and basically undo the fake answers that the teachers have done. Yeah. Uh, so they finish uh, fixing the test and Amanda turns them in just in time before the 3 p.m. deadline. Uh, Lee makes Gamby and Nash bring Amanda to meet um them at the forest uh, at their like meeting spot yeah yeah uh to create a blood truce and swears that they won't let anyone know about them rigging the test yeah (laughs) which like they cut their hands and everything yeah Yeah. and then they're like something something they like touch their fingertips to each other and then they say like something oh i don't remember what they say oh yeah but um anyway so during um i think this is like right before spring break starts amanda goes to a book convention with brian while gamby plans to go to miami with janelle and her two friends however lee had a hard time at the divorce meeting causing lee to worry about being alone Mm -hmm. uh he offers to take his jeep for the trip making gamby let him join yeah he's ba- like basically lee's having a hard time after the divorce and gamby sees this but doesn't really care yeah and then again uh and then lee's like well i have a jeep that we can take for the trip and gamby's like oh okay then all right you can go yeah. with yeah um they go to gail and ray's house to pick up janelle and her friends only to find jen talking with gail and ray uh, Gamby tries to tell Jen that she can't come, but Jen becomes ups- upset when she finds Lee hiding in the car. Yeah. And after she stops her tantrum, because she has like a little bit of a tantrum, mm-hmm. uh, Gamby takes the girls and they leave um, to Florida. Yeah. During the trip, Gamby tries to reconnect with Janelle, uh, but she argues that he is embarrassing her in front of her friend Deb. 
after lunch, uh, Gamby lets the girls do whatever they want while him and Lee go uh, to a kind of a bar slash party type thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amanda and Brian go to a dinner uh, with Brian's fellow writers. When Amanda questions the notes publishers gave her and how she feels her voice isn't being heard, the other writers tell her to ignore the notes. Brian states that she couldn't and mentions that her book isn't really that great. Amanda talks to Brian privately, where he tells her that he only is helping publish her book because he needs to do whatever it takes to keep her as a girlfriend. Uh, later at a strip club, we switch back to Miami. Uh, Gamby calls Amanda to tell her that he read her novel and that he loves it. Amanda tries to get notes from him, but he hangs up when a stripper distracts him. <laughs> Gamby and Lee run out of the club, assuming to avoid uh, tipping the women. <laughs> Gail uh, calls Gamby to tell him that the girls were arrested for stealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, after dealing with the authorities, the group goes back to their Airbnb, only to find Jen standing outside. She asks Gamby why he didn't call her back when he uh, called Amanda instead. Gamby then breaks up with Jen right then and there, stating that he only hung out with her because he didn't want to be alone. Uh, After Brian completed uh, reading a segment of his novel uh, at this, like, kind of, like, reading event. Yeah, because they're there for his book, right? Like, it's like an event. He's getting, like, a award or something, right? Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, Amanda takes the podium and tries to read an excerpt of her novel However, the audience laugh at her, and the host states that she should never publish the novel. This causes Amanda to be upset and run back to the hotel room in Barrows. Yeah, and she kind of has this, like, mental breakdown over it, too. I mean, yeah. Like, it was kind of, like, the whole thing was really awkward, the way uh, uh, they introduced, like, the way she just runs up to the podium and starts reading from her book, all, like, crazy, like... I mean, like, I could kind of understand, like, that she wants to be like, oh, like, I have talent. Yeah, for sure, but it's kind of awkward to do that at an award show. Yeah, like, it wouldn't it happen is. in real life, obviously, but, yeah. like, it was just so out of character for her to do that, which I, now thinking back on it, like, she probably got that energy from hanging out with Gamby and Lee so much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she has, like, big ball energy now, where she's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna go up there and read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Gamby goes to his room to sell in, only for the girls to scare him with the shooter's mask. Yeah. He then asks uh, them where they found it, and Janelle takes him to Lee's uh, Jeep, where it's, like, hidden in, like, kind of like the trunk of, like, the spare tire compartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day, Janelle apologizes to Gamby about her attitude and for ruining the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gamby forgives her and states that we all make mistakes before looking up at Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so when classes resume after the break, the superintendent reveals that North Jackson High received the highest test result for the AP tests uh, that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee then congratulates Abbott, Milner, Seashells, and Deeds as Gold Star teachers. He states that he posted their personal phone numbers for all students so that they can be available twenty four seven. He also tells them that they will be the chaperones for the prom, whether they want it or not. After the meeting, Gamby asks Lee to meet him in the train tracks. Once there, 
uh, Gamby does the secret gun trick and confronts Lee about the mask. Lee says that he doesn't know what he's talking about, but Gamby orders him to resign as principal. Lee leaves the school with his uh, portrait. Yeah, like which he, is like him... like a tiger. Yeah, yeah, and then like a bunch of students looking up to him, which is it, like very communist. It, it, it looks like a portrait from North Korea. Yeah. It looks like a Kim Jong-il portrait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, the next day he returns to the school with a new portrait, which is just him standing over a cliff, like mm-hmm. a sea cliff yeah. with waves. Mm-hmm. Which is also, that's a King Jong Un reference. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> so Gamby threatens him again, but he refuses. Gamby catches up with Amanda and tells her uh, that him and Lee were the ones that got rid of brown and lee was the one that shot him mm-hmm. amanda leaves out of confusion only for jen to argue with gamby of being a gold star teacher mm-hmm. uh, gamby tells jen that he doesn't want to be with her mm-hmm. she tells him that she will destroy everything <laughs> and she takes him to the gymnasium where she tells the other gold star teachers that gamby was with lee during spring break uh, Gamby tells them that he he has a plan before going to the roof to set up the quick draw yeah. sleeve gun. <laughs> and Gamby goes to Lee's office, pulls out his, his gun, but fails to shoot him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and basically looks like a fool in front of Lee. Yeah. So then Lee fires Gamby and orders him to leave the school. Gamby leaves but comes back and attacks Lee during uh, school announcements. The fight continues in the hallway, uh, to the administration office, to the cafeteria, and then into the dumpster. Willows and Nash arrive, uh, and Lee orders them to escort Gamby uh, through the front entrance so everyone can see him basically getting kicked out. Yeah. Later that day, Amanda visits Gamby's house and asks him what happened. He tells Amanda that he didn't want to talk to her after he got shot because he didn't want her to be involved. Amanda then shows that Lee assigned her a gold star and as a payback for being with Gamby. Uh, This causes them to go to Christine's house to see if she was being abused. She tells them no, but her mom tells her to show them Lee's secret storage unit. Once there, they find Lee's uh, sister's diary, which reveals uh, Lee's darkest secrets. Uh, the next day, Gamby and Amanda bring in the Gold Star teachers, uh, the bad kids, the, and the cafeteria workers to make a plan for the prom. Mm-hmm. So at first, everyone um, are not amused when Gamby shows the diary, but they're okay with helping out. Mm-hmm. And during prom, Lee goes to the hallway to snore a little bit of cocaine where he's pushed by the bad kids into a room. Mm-hmm. And Gamby turns off the light and confronts Lee with the diary. Uh, he tells Lee that he will go on stage to read the diary unless Lee leaves for good. Lee signs a, his resignation letter and leaves. Uh, Gamby goes back to the prom event and dances with Amanda as Jen watches them with like gritting her teeth yeah like obviously envious and just like her yeah 
So on the last day of school, Gamby makes a video announcement and thanks Robin for improving his life, uh, causing his fellow classmates to applaud for him. Meanwhile, Lee uh, meets up with Dr. Brown at an all-girls private school now that she uh, works there and apologizes to Brown and gives back one of her heels that she had lost during the confrontation way back. Yeah. He also asks her if she knows who shot Gamby. Lee understands why Gamby thinks he shot him but wants to find the real shooter. Brown doesn't want to help and tells him to get off the school grounds or she will call the police, which is understandable. <laughs> After, you know, yeah, a guy with like a, this like flashing jacket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once all the kids are gone, the teachers and staff celebrate in the multi-purpose room. Jen and Amanda argue with each other, causing Gamby to get up and talk to Deshaun. Swift comes up to Gamby and tells him that there's a guy with a tiger Turns out that Lee rented $25,000 Tiger for the graduation ceremony. Gamby tries to cancel the Tiger rental, but the Wrangler states that the Tiger will still come no matter what. Yeah, and the next day, Gamby leaves Amanda's place uh, to his cabin. While heading over, Lee figures out that it was Jen who shot Gamby because she was the person who placed the gun and the mask in his in his jeep like Mm -hmm. when they were in florida yeah uh gamby arrives at his cabin to find jen in the wedding gown in a wedding gown and tells him they need to get married in order for everything to return to normal (laughs) (laughs) so lee arrives there just in time to tell gamby that jen was the shooter jen shoots russell and aims the gun at gamby gamby persuades jen to go to a certain area in the woods so that jen uh, Jen's murder-suicide will be more romantic and look great. Yeah. However, Gamby's boot, uh, booby-trap uh, fails to knock Jen out. Uh, Gamby tries to run away from her, but falls into one of his other traps. Jen tries to shoot him, but, ran, uh, but runs out of bullets. She heads to the high school to kill Amanda instead. Yeah. Lee wakes up with uh, the bullet only having grazed the side of his head, but he's like bleeding profusely yeah. because of it. He finds Gamby and helps him out of the trap and tells him that he's sorry. At the high school, Jen finds Amanda in the restroom and tries to knock her out with the with a handicap sign. After, and when we mean handicap sign, I meant like the the sign that you see in front of, of the handicap parking spot. Yeah, yeah, like because <laughs> she hits it with it, her car when she pulls in, so yeah. she like picks it up and goes into the school with it. So after a scuffle, Amanda knocks Jen out and meets up with Gamby and Lee in the cafeteria. Jen manages to catch up and opens the tiger cage. The Wrangler is eaten to death and Amanda locks Jen in the cage. They close the cafeteria doors, locking the tiger in the room. Gamby interrupts the graduation ceremony and orders everyone to leave the school, basically evacuates it, telling there's a tiger out loose that just ate someone. Yeah. Uh, Once everyone is out, uh, Jen manages to turn on the fire alarm, causing the cafeteria doors to open. Willow and Lee uh, try to leave, but Lee decides to be one with the tiger. Basically, he just wants to go die at this point. Uh, He ends up getting his end chewed up by the tiger. Uh, Willow escapes and tells everyone that the tiger is loose. Gamby goes back to save Lee. Jen is arrested and Lee is taken to the hospital. Yeah. 
And three months later, Gamby drops off Janelle at North Jackson High School, which is now the Shamrocks. Yeah. <laughs> Nash is also the new principal with two female vice principals. Uh, Gamby goes to a middle school where he is the new principal for that school. <laughs> Lee is a regional manager at a boutique chain. Uh, he also has an injured hand where he wears a glove to hide, hide the injuries. Mm-hmm. Amanda is reading an excerpt of her book at a bookstore. Uh, Gamby sits in the crowd. The couple then go to a food court where Gamby says hi uh, to Lee from afar. Uh, Lee leaves without saying goodbye to Gamby, but Gamby is fine yeah. with it and they can and continues talking to Amanda. It, it's very cool and it's really similar to the ending of uh, The Dark Knight. Where oh, yeah. where Alfred is sitting across from Bane and uh sorry sitting across from Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne and uh uh the not so great Catwoman yeah Anne Hathaway are talking and then they just kind of you know nod at each other knowing that everything is great so yeah that's kind of the show and I really really like this show mm-hmm. uh what did you think about Neil Gamby you know it's it's weird because. With Neil, I feel like I felt the same about both Neil and Lee. So I'm just gonna talk about both of them at the same time. Yeah. So with Neil and Lee, both of them didn't have the greatest life in their personal life. For Neil, it was the divorce and losing his daughter to a stepdad and all of that. And with uh, Lee, it was his family hating him and him having to do all of these lies and tricks to get people to like him like his wife and for both of them getting that principal job was like the thing that was going to fix their life for them and they go through all of these things all of these trials and tribulations and do all of these fucked up things become best friends basically and then lee gets that job that he's always wanted but it doesn't fix his life and his life goes to shit still and then russell uh and then uh neil gets that job too kind of but that also doesn't fix his life so he has to like find something else and both of them end up like being like oh okay so like lee needed to remove himself from all of this go do something completely different and neil basically had to also remove himself he still becomes a principal, but, like, he doesn't care about that anymore. He's like, yeah, fine, I'll be a principal at a kid's school. Yeah, middle school. At a middle school, where I'm sure he doesn't have to be as much of a hard ass. He doesn't have to deal with drugs and all of that. Um, but instead focuses on being with someone he loves and just builds a life with that. Okay. And, yeah, I, I think, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I really like, you know, like, both of their characters like i thought like finding out that neil gamby's like outfit was inspiration of mike dickus mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like i didn't realize it but then when i like looked it up i was like oh wow he does look like the former coach yeah and yeah i do agree that like they all that both of them thought that um 
that getting this job was um, going to fix their life. But I think it's just almost like an understanding that that just getting like some like something or like an item mm-hmm. isn't going to really fix anything. That yeah. it's more about like fixing relationships. That that one thing you really want isn't going to fix it, but it's the things you might find along the way that might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also really like Walter Goggins' performance as Lee because mm-hmm. I thought it was so, so good. Yeah, it was really funny. It was like this guy who is like a metrosexual and then <laughs> is has to prove to like two kids that yeah he does like women. Yeah. <laughs> by showing mm-hmm. them porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I do agree that like I really liked how he. Uh, has this thing where uh, he's a compulsive liar and Mm -hmm. that he tries to make his life look better than what it actually is in order to um, get people to like him but then finding out that doing that doesn't fully make people like him it's just like temporary Um, or that people are only nice to him to get things from him yeah what do you think about Belinda? Uh, well, I feel like she was kind of the most normal character, you know? Like, she just she's just a normal principal that came to do a job and then got caught up in all of this BS. Uh, yeah, of course, the whole thing with Jin and stuff is kind of, like, over the top, but I can see that being, a, like, some someone's coping mechanism of like oh i got a tattoo of Jin on my back because it's behind me like i can totally see that being someone's coping mechanism for that and i know at the beginning we talked about this like story was about some people were criticizing it for being like two white men taking down a black woman but like this character didn't have to be black like if it was just a white character playing it it would have been the same yeah, I didn't think of it as a race thing. I thought it, it was more of a power thing. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely, like, this. the character could have been a man, a woman, white, yeah. black, whatever, and it would have ended the same. Yeah, the, I don't think that there was anything, like, special, you know. Yeah. Like, I think it was just a character. Yeah. Like, it kind of felt like that. It was more of, like, um, Grey's Anatomy casting, where it's, like, they don't really focus on their race or their gender. They just you know cast it based on the person's performance mm-hmm. yeah. yes yeah. and i and i liked her in it she was funny like the moments she needed to be dramatic she was dramatic it was good yeah um the character i didn't like as much was amanda snodgrass oh why uh she like was just too basic like you have all of these characters that are at least a little bit weird in some way um and with her you kind of get that like she her being so obsessive with being with the history teacher even though he clearly doesn't care about her Mm -hmm. um and then towards the end with her uh doing the whole thing at the podium those were like the only two instances where she was kind of like weird and had some sort of like extraness to her she like she was almost on the same level as gamby's ex-wife most of the time where she was just like going with it um i think they could have definitely done more with her but you know yeah i mean i really like that like 
she also dealt with the same similar things where it's like she wanted you know to have like the hot boyfriend yeah um or like to you know uh get her book published but it's like um having a relationship with someone like neil mm-hmm. it was like better for her because like he actually likes her yeah for who know? she is yeah yeah instead of like brian who's just there to get um you know someone to help him out like with his career mm-hmm. uh and same thing with bill that he's only like with amanda just to have sex yeah just because the schedules line up yeah <laughs> you know she's he's like oh you're hot enough and our schedules line up so fuck it yeah uh what did you think about the teachers such the other like people um working at the high school um i found most of them funny i didn't like the english teacher like she was just like oh i she was fine english teacher was fine uh, I like the drama teacher. He added a little bit of like flair to it. Was you know? it the Infinity Scarf? It was the Infinity Scarf. I love mine. I recommend you get one too. Whoever's listening, get an Infinity Scarf. It's great. I mean, even though like Infinity Scarf probably ended like in 2008. But... No, I still have one. I mean, yeah, but I've never seen you. <laughs> I mean, since the time, since the day that we started dating, I have never seen you. Literally anymore. had it in my car on our first date. Uh, literally yeah well i didn't see it i just saw your yeah. alien shirt and... yeah because we took your car not mine <laughs> <laughs> and what else uh i did also like uh Deshaun. he was just kind of like th- like the audience you know he was like dude what the fuck is going on here <laughs> like just go be normal jesus yeah uh in terms of like Deshaun, i really liked how he he sees Lee and Neil getting out of the walking out of the woods, yeah. and then he's like, "What are yeah. you guys like together?" Yeah, yeah. And Gandhi's like, "No, no. we're not." <laughs> it's like we kind of look like it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, I really liked his like relationship with Swift. Like it wasn't obvious. Yeah, but you could that, tell. Like that's were. how that's how a relationship at a school should be. Yeah, you know? where it's like subtle. Yeah, and, for sure. I didn't, I, I was going to say, I was kind of disappointed with Nash's character because they kept, like, trying to be like, oh, she's this hard ass, and then the kids would just crap on her, and she, she would get embarrassed or whatever, and she had no real power. So I like that she ended up as the principal, but at the same time, I was like, she ended up as the principal? <laughs> like, you couldn't But I get... think it's the same as, like, what Miss leblanc said that she's the last person standing so yeah 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 that's pretty much exactly what happened but it's like they could have just hired another principal from somewhere you know yeah like i think i really love like nash's outfit because it was kind of funny that nash's matches gambies Gambies, yeah (laughs) without even trying yeah yeah um ray was kind of funny he was just you know a good guy Right, yeah, he's kind of like that, kind of like that chill guy mm-hmm. that like just wants to be part of the experience, but doesn't want to have any conflict. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of one of those people that knows like how other people feel. Mm-hmm. Like with Gamby, like he knew that he yeah. is doing all these things in order to get his daughter to still be with yeah. him rather than Ray. Mm-hmm. He was very, like, emotionally 
um, intelligent about that. Yeah, you know? and I would say great, great um, craftsman. Yeah, with, with the, the knife. knife. Yeah, and the cane. cane. Amazing. Um, and lastly, I want to talk about Jen. Yeah. The crazy psycho. <laughs> Who's a Spanish teacher for some reason? Yeah, because, you know, she has all the fire in her. <laughs> yeah. Muy caliente. Si. Fuego. Wait, do I have fire? No, you don't. Oh. I mean, I don't know yet. Maybe you'll shoot me someday, but we'll see. Yeah, I think she escalated just right for me. Like, every... Not every episode, but every episode she's in that she gets a few lines in, you can see her escalating like very well like it's not it doesn't come out of nowhere like it did with amanda snodgrass uh with her you're like see the progression of her getting crazier and crazier and you know it's gonna happen the first time she says something you know she's gonna go crazy yeah but you're like no she's fine and then you're like oh no she's fine she's okay like oh she's getting kind of weird and then you know she's planning a murder suicide at the end yeah i think i think our first time meeting her was like during the field trip the first time you really got to hang out with her yeah yeah, yeah. okay for sure yeah because like it's kind of interesting that she's just like has a crush on neil but then it becomes obsessive mm-hmm. like in the second season especially when she's like oh like if you ever leave me i'll kill myself and i'm like <laughs> oh this is oh okay yeah. <laughs> oh yeah um, and then, like, the funny part was, like, <laughs> when she's she's in the wedding gown, she's like, well, we have to get married, because that's the only way to, like, solve everything. Everything, yeah. And it's like, really? Like, this is kind of, like, not... How, not how you do it, no. <laughs> so, yeah. to conclude this podcast, I really liked this show. I This was the, I think, two and a half time watching it. I'd watched it once uh, before, and then, like lazily watched it and then we watched it again together it holds up it's one of those shows that i feel like will be timeless that you can watch like 30 years from now and you'll still get enjoyment out of it music was great acting was great comedy was great drama was great it was just a good show and i like that it was planned from the get-go there'll be two seasons and then they did the two seasons and it was good yeah, um, for me, I really liked the the show. I loved how there were, like, little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, either Gandhi, like, trying to be, like, confident, and then he would say something, and it's just very, like, funny. Yeah. Or, like, you know, Deshaun would bring up something. He's like, oh, all these people look black. And then yeah. <laughs> Gammy's like, no, like, you said black hair. It's like, yeah, I meant black hair, not, like, yeah. you know. Not afros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's just like those little things were pretty funny um and i think like every character i mean there were some characters that didn't have as much personality but a majority of them had yeah. like the main ones did the main ones had great personality great character arcs yeah yeah and a well cast i would say yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah highly recommend it um i think like in total it'll probably take you if you're binging it like probably take you i think a day yeah i would binge it soon because it feels like the quarantine is ending and we're going back to our normal lives um so while you have the chance i would binge the hell out of it yeah uh but that's it uh if you like this 
episode, please uh, rate and review. Say a good thing about us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is at J-A-N-D-M underscore podcast. Uh, you can also email us at J-A-N-D-M podcast at gmail.com. If you have any ideas, suggestions, or if you want to say hi, any last words? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, for those uh, that have come back, and if you're new, hope uh you go check out our other episodes uh we have some really cool ones uh and hopefully we'll be making other good ones that you will enjoy yeah okay bye bye